What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of Dog Tracks. I'm your host, the award-winning documentarian, Brendan Boylan. I am joined by a old colleague, an old friend, and a Gardner-Webb alum, Tyrell Nelson. You guys may recognize that name because, shoot, he scored a lot of points with the red and black back in the day. Over 1,600 career points for the Gardner-Webb men's basketball team. He's joining me from overseas. He's in year seven playing professional basketball. Tyrell, thanks so much for hanging out, joining me. Hope you're doing well overseas. I guess it's like, what, 8 o'clock over there at the time of recording? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is right now. It's 8.09. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's been a long time coming. been a long time coming. It's been... But I don't know. Yes, yeah, seven, eight years removed from removed from Gardner Webb. Uh, you know, I had a great career there, four year career. Now I play overseas and trying to, you know, continue making money, playing and doing the thing I love, huh? Hey, that's the beauty of it, right? Is not everybody mm-hmm. gets the opportunity to go pro, right? What's the what's the crazy number? It's like one percent of all NCAA athletes go end up going professional in some form in their sport. Um, so you're in a very small percentage, my friend. And so yeah. far, knock on wood, um, <laughs> you've had a, a long career to this point, a healthy career uh, to mm-hmm. this point. You've won some cups. You've been named yeah. to, um, to some all-league teams, regardless mm-hmm. of what league you've been in. Um, you've yeah. had a very successful career to this point, and hopefully been yeah. more years. Yeah, I mean, oof. I won what won two cups, got MVP of a cup. Uh, you know, made like the all teams and stuff like that, or all star teams and stuff like that. A couple years, uh, probably like two, three years. Um, so I mean, I've done, I've, I've done, I've done really well. I done really well for myself. Could be more all stars was name, but you know, COVID happened and they didn't really have all stars and stuff like that in those years. But, um, but yeah. Definitely, I've, I've definitely been blessed with a with a really really good career and been able to move up each year. Been able to um, play against you know some some notable players, some high level players and stuff like that, being the same league as them, and so on and so forth. So I've definitely been blessed. Let's go back in time and let's talk about your time at Gardner Webb. Which when we were talking beforehand, it's crazy because we're what graduated a year away from each other you finished a little earlier than i did but it seems Mm -hmm. like yesterday you and i were sitting in a communications class um just trying to just trying to graduate um but here we are however many years later um talking about you know us being adults you playing overseas um and we'll get into some of that stuff overseas maybe some things that people don't truly realize when people go and play professionally uh, outside of the United States. But let's rewind back to 2014, your freshman year um, at Gardner-Webb. That was a team that actually did okay. They were 14-9 and that year. You were averaging a little over 20 minutes a game. Um, But you had a, we'll call it a breakthrough or standout performance in Mm -hmm. um, a quadruple overtime game against EMI. such such a great game. They actually opened up Sports Center that night with highlights from that game. Uh, you come down with a 2020 game, uh, 25 rebounds, 24 points, and a loss, unfortunately. Um, but at 18 years old, at 18 years old, I'm sure your cell phone's blowing up. I'm sure you're getting the ESPN notifications about yourself. 
um, yeah. recording a 2020 game. So take me back to that time as a freshman. Um, what was that experience like? You know, you go to a small D1 mid-major school. You don't expect to see yourself on ESPN when you wake up the next morning, right? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, going into that game, we knew that game. That game was going to be a good game. VMI was a really good team. Man, uh, we was a really good team. Um, my parents, you know, they always came to, like, the home games and stuff like that. So they was there. I mean, it was it was a great time. I mean, after the game, one, it went four overtimes. You know, four overtimes is a long time. You know, so I was I had extra time to in order to get those stats, but for but yeah, I mean it it was fun. I mean after the game, I do remember like checking my phone, seeing there's a you know getting notification. You know, usually you get those when like trade details or something, you know, something LeBron did or KD did something, you know. But you know it was in, like my name, and it was like you know four overtime game, Garner Webb versus VMI. Terrell Nelson, you know, yada, yada points, yada, yada rebound. I was like, wow. And then I was getting, you know, texts from, like, some of my, some of my friends and stuff like that from high school, some people that know me, um, with, like, the screenshot of their screensaver and sending it to me and them posting it on all their social medias, really Facebook and stuff like that back then, um, Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that, and them posting it. And I was like, and it, it, was, it, was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was definitely a highlight. A highlight, especially the year of that career, my like it's that's that's something I will always remember. That's still your, I believe you ended. That was your career high in rebounds at Gardner. I don't see another game where you're playing that many overtimes and have an opportunity yeah. to grab twenty five boards. Well, you're listed at six seven and six eight. Depends on it. Depends on who you ask. So I guess we'll get it out of the way. Are you six seven or are you six eight? Six seven. I'm six seven three quarters uh, officially. Six yeah six seven three quarters officially. So you're you're a little bit of an undersized center in college. So you're not you know you're not seven feet plus grabbing a ton of boards, but 25 rebounds as as a freshman. Well, that might have been a highlight. But you ask people in Boiling Springs and through the community, you had plenty of other highlight moments in your Gardner Webb career. Like I said at the beginning of of the podcast, 1600 points by the time yeah. you're done, over 800 rebounds. Um, Shoot, the games, the tournament, Big South tournament games against Winthrop. I think it was like back-to-back years. Crazy yeah. games. Um, Xavier Cooks from Winthrop, who, who recently made his NBA debut with the Washington Wizards. Um, mm-hmm. You guys battling down. Like, those type of matchups were matchups that I know Boiling Springs and Gardner-Webb fans certainly remember. Uh, but you yeah. you put Gardner Webb and, and being the leader of that team certainly in the lighter stages of your career. Um, I mean, shoot, you're a two time Big South um, first team member. You're a freshman of the year or freshman team member, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, you're you're literally carrying this team those last uh, those last two years, your junior and senior year, averaging just about fourteen and seven um, both years logging nearly 30 minutes a game. What do you remember about those tournament games? What do you remember about fighting with that team to kind of put Gardner-Webb on the map for the first time as as a D1 school? Because I think you guys certainly did that, and you certainly lined up the team that followed you to Mm -hmm. go and take some of the national spotlight. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, those those. Tournaments was 
was extremely fun. I always look forward to them. You know, those are extremely fun. You play against those Winthrop's teams that was always hard to beat. You play against those um, Coastal Carolinas uh, when they was in a conference. Super hard to beat. Very good programs. And I, you know, I, I do remember specifically, I remember specifically the game we beat, um, we beat Coastal Carolina and it was at Campbell's gym, I think it was. And I remember that that game was so big just because, you know, we, I mean, us, it was Coastal's last year in the conference. Uh, we haven't really beat Coastal Carolina that often throughout. So to beat them in a conference tournament was was really really huge and stuff like that. It was a great great feeling. Um, the team that we had was re- was very well put together. I mean, we had I feel like especially you know towards those later years we had a lot of like good pieces like shooters, uh, people that can drive. We had a lot of capable defenders, a lot of capable ball handlers and stuff like that. So and I, I just felt like the team was the team was right. I do wish that we could have won. We could have won and went to the national champion. I mean, went to the uh, tournament, national tournament. I mean, like I said, you guys set them up for what the the year after you left was um was the year that the uh, the Garden White Brennan Bulldogs go to the national tournament. You you set them up, and a lot of those guys that were on that team um, were vital pieces on the teams that you were on. You know, you look at you look at David and. Um, you know that's a, that's a great example. You know, looking at, at guys like David Effiani and um, mm-hmm. and DJ, like those guys were vital parts of your success your your senior year, um, and sure. they were able to use that as a launch pad. Um, and and the two of them really, you know, becoming the the leaders of the team the following season and and seeing the success they had. You know, you you actually um, you actually put together a little video that was played on Selection Sunday of you congratulating those guys. And I'm sure it made you feel good knowing it wasn't 10 years after you left Gardner-Webb. Like, those were guys yeah. you played with that you went to battle with and you got to see and celebrate their success as well during your first year um, overseas. I'm so, I, I was, I'm so happy for them. I, was, I remember being in Finland. I was in Finland at the time, and uh, I remember standing up uh, with my teammate, uh, because his team was also in a, you know, deep in the conference tournament and their conference tournament as well. So we would also, you know, we'll just get together, watch the games on our phone and stuff like that. My phone, my iPad, whatever. And I remember watching being so invested and seeing them actually do it. I just, I mean, I knew they deserved it. You know what I'm saying? I knew they deserved it. They worked hard. They, you know, obviously great people. And, you know, it was it it felt it felt really good knowing that, you know, I, I knew them that you know that I watched kinda watched them come up, you know, watched them get better each and every year, watched them get more confident in their sales, confident in their game. I saw some of the stuff that people don't see, you know, behind the closed doors, you know, how like if they struggle with something. So, you know, to see them like it come to fruition for them and them being able to celebrate, it was it was pretty cool. I wanna talk about um your relationship and um, with Tim Kraft, who you know, mm-hmm. right after winning the uh, the conference for the first time, signs a huge extension to stay at Gardner Webb. Uh, him and his family have definitely left their mark in Boiling Springs and do such great things uh, in Cleveland County. Um, and a lot of people see 
the wonderful things the Kraft family does um, from mm-hmm. a distance, obviously. But you were one of those guys that was welcomed into their home and had team meals at their house and got to grow up mm-hmm. and see their kids grow up. Um, what can you say about about Tim and Jessica and, and, and the great things that they do? They're great. You know, they're great. It was, you know, he he was there since my freshman year, you know. I've been with him all four years. And we had, you know, ups and downs as any uh competitive uh player coach is gonna is gonna be, you know. We we've been through highs together, we've been through lows together, you know. It's been it was a long four years, but definitely man, he's he was a he was a great coach, great person. His wife, his family, nothing but supportive, uh, nothing but kind, very, very much so God-fearing people. And, you know, what What more can you ask for, you know? What more can you ask for? Yeah, you go to a small school like that, and those are some of the things that definitely um, are a bigger draw than going to a big school. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Being able to to really get to know your coach and their family and assistant coaches and their families. Um, before we move on to your your pro career and what you're doing now and, and some of the things there. Last thing is. You've always been an advocate for Gardner Webb. You've always spoke very well about your time there. Um, Gardner Webb's in a little bit different of a bubble than they were when you were recruited. Right. I think Gardner mm-hmm. Webb's a little bit more well-known they're respected at the mid-major level um Mm -hmm. they've played some big games if you were to make the pitch to someone who's being recruited by tim um and the gardner webb staff what would your pitch be as a guy who played for tim played at gardner webb and was certainly a part of uh, some of the success getting them to where they are now um that's a good question uh one thing I could say is if you want to go to a place that's going to challenge you on the court, you know, make you a better person on the court, there's not a lot of players that, you know, because anytime I talk to players, I want to be honest with them, you know? And I'm like, there's not a lot of players, you know, that want to be challenged, that want to have competition at their spot, you know, that want to earn and work for the stuff that they're going to that they're gonna get. And there's players that, that do, and I feel like those players that do are the players for that uh, for that um, organization, for that university, for Garner Webb. I feel like those players that do tend to have tend to have more that they're fighting for. They tend to have uh, better careers, um, in a sense, in my opinion, um, because they already know what they're fighting for. You know, nothing's ever, nothing's ever really given to you, handed to you. And I do think that. Going to Garner Webb, I think that as a player, you want to be challenged. You know, you'll want to go. You'll want to go somewhere where the team is good. You know, the team is good and there's a spot for you, and you just have to work and you have to earn it and be a part of that. There you go, Hoopers. There's your reasons to go to Gardner Webb. Let's break down some <laughs> of your pro career now. So I want to jump to that first contract for you. You know, you mm-hmm. finish up your your degree, you graduate, and then it seems like a lot of things happen very quickly uh, to put mm-hmm. yourself in a position to sign your first pro contract and go overseas. And in this case, you go to the country of Georgia. Um, can you walk us through that process? And for people who don't know the process of going overseas and playing, 
Um, how difficult and how challenging it was it to get that first contract done? Um, mm. And if it wasn't challenging at all, or even if it was challenging, um, what was the what was the hardest or most difficult part of getting all that done in such a short period of time? Well, it was it was definitely hard or difficult picking an agent um, because you don't you necessarily you have a lot of people reaching out to you. You know, I had a, I had a I had a ton of agents reaching out to me. And I didn't really know which one to go to, you know, who to trust, because definitely in the professional sports world, agents are agents is extremely important, extremely important, more than what you think. You know, you have to be able to trust them, know that they're working for you, knowing they're working to get the best deal for you. You know, some agents don't necessarily do that. Uh, And so I went. um I went on a couple like meetings with a couple different agents. Um, met up with them. Uh, whether they came to North, they came to North Carolina, and you know we ate out. Met up with them, had talks with them, me and my parents. And then uh, when I finally decided to choose, I chose sign with them. And then after that, you know, it was just a part of you know waiting around. They was going to do their business and send my highlights and contact people and stuff like that. Um, with my agency at first, I went down to Florida. I trained with, um, I trained in Florida for like a couple of days or so, uh, down there. And then, uh, I think I want to say in September is when I got my first contract a little late. Um, I got my first contract. It was in Georgia, uh, went over there and then the rest is history. You know, like that's. The the most difficult part was was choosing an agent and waiting. I mean, every year is waiting, no matter how well you did last year, how whatever. It's waiting on that next contract because you never know what you're gonna make. You don't know where you're gonna go. Don't know what team is gonna be. You have no idea of anything, and it's very nerve wracking. But especially your first year, it's definitely nerve wracking. Well, and a lot of people don't realize this too. So for the for the casual people you know, listening, this isn't a situation when you go overseas and it's not like getting an NBA contract where you're signing like a three or four year deal for however much money. Um, You're literally signing one year contracts every year. Mm -hmm. Um, What is that process? Like you just said it was nerve wracking having to wait because you really don't know. (laughs) And it's not like it's one league either, like the NBA where it's like, okay, there's 32 teams. One team's going to pick me up. You're literally being bid on you know, mm-hmm. by multiple teams in mm-hmm. multiple countries, in multiple leagues, where someone from Georgia is calling your agent, and you got someone from Croatia calling your agent, and mm-hmm. then you have someone from Belgium, and, and so on and so forth, where all these different people are calling your agent, and I'm sure at times it feels like the floodgates open, and it's like the Harry mm-hmm. Potter scene where he's getting all these letters from Hogwarts, right? <laughs> and you can't stop them. And there's other times where it's radio silence and you're sitting here going, what's going on? Am I not going to get a contract? Is everybody not interested? What did I do wrong? Um, sure. It's a lot going on at one time. So what does that process individually for you look like when your agent calls you and you go, hey, you have an offer from such and such team. Do you start researching the team? Do you start looking at, at people that have played there? Do you reach out to some of your former teammates or colleagues that might have played in that league and try to find out information? What's that process like for you as an individual? Man, uh, 
All of that, all of that, actually. Um, in the beginning, not so much because I really didn't know much about it. Um, but as I got older and had more seasons under my belt, then definitely it had more, you know, veterans and that that's American, you know, overseas players tell me and talk to me. And they're like, hey, like, yeah, the team reaches out. If you, to me, there's like different stages. You know, there's a stage of like a team calling your agent, and that's just talks. You know, it's just talks, very base level and stuff like that. And then there's like, okay, those talks picked up. That's like the next stage. All right, now they now they those talks them picked up. Now they're talking about positions and they're talking about you know minutes and they're talking about. Just like what your asking price is, just very still base level money. And then the third step is like, all right, negotiating money wise. Like, are we able to meet what you want? And so on and so forth. I want to thank my friend, my colleague, uh, Tyrell Nelson, for joining us today to relive some of his Gardner Webb memories and give a little bit of info into what life is like um, for a professional basketball player. Overseas. If you want to hear more content like this about the running Bulldogs, find our podcasts on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, for more archives, go to gardnerweb.edu backslash podcast. And to keep up with the running Bulldogs in athletics, go to gwsports.com or follow them across social media at GW Sports and use the hashtag running Bulldogs. Guys, I thank you so much for tuning in for another edition of Dog Tracks. Until next time, keep running.